Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness? Have you been considering seeing a therapist, but you're not sure where to start? BetterHelp will assess your counseling needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so you can start getting the support you need online in under 24 hours. Special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek here today with my good friend and co-host Ananga Sivir. We're discussing how you can calm worst case scenario thoughts inspired by the following listener question. I know you've talked about catastrophizing many times but this is such a problem for me. I would love if you could talk about how to stop thinking the worst when you have valid reasons why you believe the worst could actually transpire. I'm very convincing in my arguments to myself as to why these what if this, then this things could genuinely happen. I'm struggling so badly with being able to stop catastrophizing in all areas of my life. This is a constant source of anxiety and upset for me. And I would love any thoughts you could offer on this in your podcast. I doubt I'm the only one with this runaway brain. Wow, what a question. Yeah, definitely not the only one. Yeah, the last sentence is pretty powerful. Yes, that's the clue that we'll get to. The support of Ayurveda has really helped me understand this kind of anxiety, firstly, in my own life, in my own kind of anxious thinking and catastrophizing. And then when supporting clients, Ayurveda teaches that there are two energies in the mind that are provoked with this kind of anxiety and they conjure up a really disturbing experience for us. There's the airy nature of the mind, which is the energy of the mind that gives rise to anxiety in the first place and really blows and pushes our thoughts around, pushes our nervous system around. And this causes a very unsettled feeling and an unsettled, anxious mind. And then there's the fiery aspect of the mind that comes in. With all its powers of perception, debating, arguing, scrutinizing, and adding its convincing arguments to an already anxious mind. So it's those two energies together that creates this intense experience. And I can speak to this experience because that's the nature of my anxiety is the air and fire mixture. And it's very challenging when it, when it crops up because it's so incredibly relentless. And sometimes it feels like no matter what you do, it won't settle, but it can settle and it does settle. I'm living proof of that. I think it's the relentless nature when the fiery element of the mind comes in. This question we received was a longer message and in there was mentioning of legal training where this listener's trained to look at worst case scenarios. So obviously a very fiery, intelligent mind. Mm-hmm. And it's that fiery nature that really is very difficult to placate when it gets 
stirred up like this because it's going to come up with so many arguments and it's going to make them sound convincing and watertight. Like in the question, it says, I'm really good at convincing myself. <laughs> I'm very convincing in my arguments. Yeah. And that's really hard to deal with when it's all happening in your head. You've got the anxiety stirred up, the airy anxiety, the fiery intelligence coming up with these really good arguments. And the two together creates what I always think is like a forest fire scenario in the brain where you've got wind is one thing, fire is another thing. You put the two together and there's such a destructive pushing energy. And that's what this kind of anxiety creates when these two elements come together. It's really challenging. That's why it's so incredibly important to learn how to support them, to, to support that kind of energy, to bring more peace mm -hmm. to mind. And, and one of the first ways that you can do that is by engaging your intelligence. You know, okay, intelligent one, with all of this getting caught up in scrutiny and worst possible scenarios and trying to convince us of all the different ways that something awful could happen. One way is to redirect and engage that intelligence. Find something interesting, find something challenging, and give your intelligence something else to chew on. And some examples might be learning a new skill or language, taking an online course or a, a course in person if you can do that where you live, studying a healing practice, yoga or qigong, and getting to know some key teachings, listening to an audiobook that will get you thinking. You can also create something beautiful, like painting or drawing or gardening, floral arranging, or even cooking, learning something new. I've been learning lots of new recipes since I no longer eat animal protein. And this is so new to me still. I'm only a couple minutes, couple minutes in. <laughs> I'm only, it feels like a couple minutes in, in this lifetime. I'm only a couple of months in and I'm relearning how to cook. And thankfully I love to cook, but it's helping my brain stay focused on some, learning something new, which I love, which is exactly where my mind likes to be. And the way to peace is to support this runaway energy in the mind and then engage the hypervigilant intelligence in any of these daily activities to occupy it and to rein it in. And it works. I'm living proof that it really works beautifully. Yeah. And, th and there's that time factor as well with this kind of anxiety where the catastrophizing is a future prediction. We're throwing our intelligence into the future and fishing for what could go wrong. So anything we can do to help bring it back to this present moment and all of these activities that you've just given as examples, Shan, are really good present moment awareness activities. So to just look at the mind when it does that and be able to say to yourself, oh, it's gone to the future again. It's gone fishing for worries down the line. But in this moment, how can I make the best of this day to help my mind feel more supported, more grounded, more resilient? Because stuff is going to happen to us, usually not the stuff we're predicting, because that's that false evidence appearing real again. That's the mind projecting fear. But the more grounded the mind is and the more settled we are in this present moment, the more we can do to help our mental well-being and the better we can cope 
with whatever comes. So anything that just brings us back to the here and now engaged. I think sometimes when the mind gets like this, it's like a dog with a squeaky toy. It's just going to chew and squeak and squeak and squeak on it, and it's not going to stop. So we need to throw it something else to chew on. (laughs) Yeah, put on your noise-canceling headphones and (laughs) run for your life. Because I have had anxiety like that. The thing is, you can't put your noise-canceling headphones on because it's in your own head. Yeah, because there it is. Yeah. I've had anxiety so relentless like this a few years ago where I actually put my hand over my ears and I was like, just stop. Yeah. But it's under my hands. It was in my ears. So for me, really learning Ayurveda's teachings on the nature of the mind so you can understand, firstly, you're not alone. Secondly, you've got a fantastic, creative and intelligent mind, which on a good day is a beautiful asset. It's a wonderful mind to have. And you're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just that when the mind gets out of balance and you have these two energies together, they create a real nightmare in your head. But we can change it. We can completely change it. And it's going to take a little bit of work and a bit of convincing. And that's why we have the one of the examples is to study a healing practice like yoga, because the pitta mind likes to study. It likes to understand. It likes to acquire knowledge. One of the best things I can do for my mind when it's like this is study. Mm -hmm. It loves it. It does. And I can feel the peace come into my mind very quickly. So get to know the teachings, the key teachings behind yoga or qigong or tapping. When I first learned EFT tapping, I wanted to know how does it work? Why are you tapping on your head? (laughs) What's it doing? I wanted to know why does it work? How does it work? And it was really good for my mind to get into it and analyze it. And I spent hours researching the origins of tapping and why it works. So that's the kind of thing we need is something that's going to engage our brain and take it away from the worry, bring it into this moment here now. In this moment, I'm okay. I know I'm good at convincing myself of all the things that can go wrong, but it's not serving me well. So let's come back to this moment and look at how can I live this day well? How can I feed my mind, give it something else to chew on and go to bed tonight thinking I did the best I could with that and I feel a bit better for it. When we come back from the break, we'll discuss letting go of the need to control your thoughts and emotions. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness and preventing you from living your best life? There have been a few times in my life where I've needed some extra support and wish I had an option for online support. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. To be clear, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online, and their service is available for clients worldwide. You get timely and thoughtful responses Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to leave your home. It's more affordable than traditional in-person counseling, and financial aid is available. You can start living a happier life today. Special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. 
Before the break, we were discussing how to engage your intelligence by learning something new, by studying something new. Now let's dig into how we can release the need to control our unwanted thoughts. This is a big challenge with that intelligent mind. Oh, it is. If you could see me, the first thing I did is shake my head like, oh, <laughs> this, is a, this is a big one because we spend a lot of time and energy anxiously resisting our unwanted thoughts and predictions. We push them away, push them away. They keep coming back. We fight with them. And eventually we get completely tired out. We're exhausted. But the, the truth is our unwanted thoughts are not threats or facts. They are just unwanted thoughts. And often we can diffuse their power by letting them wash over us, letting them float by instead of letting them stick us, instead of that resistance that seems so natural. Because that resistance exhausts us and it empowers anxiety because it's an adrenaline state. It's creating incredible tension in our body and mind. It's putting petrol on the fire of that pitta anxiety, that fiery mind anxiety. It's a brave skill to learn. And I think having a look at Claire Weeks' books, uh, titles that she's written like Self-Help for Your Nerves, quite old-fashioned books now, but again and again we hear from listeners who found them helpful. And when we first started working together, Shannon, I remember her being quite an inspiration for our work. And she teaches this practice of floating with your thoughts. And there are different techniques you can use, working with your breath, working with EFT tapping, to let the thoughts break over your head like a wave and then dissipate. Rather than trying to stand in the wave or hold the wave back or object to the wave, all those things that our mind does to let the wave just crash over our head, it feels really scary for a second, but then it's got nowhere to go. The energy dissipates. It can even be helpful when the mind brings up these catastrophizing thoughts to just challenge it and say, and then what? What have you got? Like yeah. you're facing down a bully because the mind can be very sneaky with this kind of anxiety and really can set out to disturb us. I talk to myself a lot, not necessarily out loud, but I'll say something like, hmm, isn't that interesting? Or interesting point of view. You have that point of view. And sometimes what you know, have this dialogue with, with the inner critic, because in my own experience, a lot of this control is also coming from, why aren't you taking care of this? And if you did this better, you wouldn't be here right now. And, and you should do something about that. And whatever, that really nasty inner critic can speak up and, and scare the hell out of us. And so by redirecting it with, hmm, interesting point of view, you have that point of view. or I've got this. Thanks for putting all of that in my wheelhouse, but actually <laughs> I know what I need to do right now. And, and so you're being a little bit snarky. You're being a little bit uh, of an anarchist with your, with your mind when it goes off the rails like that, or when you want to control it, I guess I should say. And I've found that to be quite helpful, the letting it go the best I can, but also calling it out. And acknowledging it, acknowledging what's coming forward, and then saying, hmm, okay, 
now I'm on to this. You know what? Actually, I'm going to go outside now and stand in the grass. <laughs> I'm going to go take a walk to the post office. I'm going to reach out to a friend or switch things up and get back into creation mode or, or what have you. Yeah, I think we suffer when we're paralyzed with the thoughts and when we believe the thoughts and anything we can do to challenge them, whether it's snarky, humorous, sometimes I'm quite parental with my mind and I'll just say, well, that's really helpful. Yeah, yeah. You know, are we going to do this today? Great. And, and I'll just say I'm not engaging. Yeah. On my stronger days, there are other days where it will nail us. Yeah. And we need to be kind to ourselves about that. And when that happens, we need more self-care, more support. We need to turn more to the things that we know bring us peace. And we have to bring that anxiety baseline down. So that's breathing, mindful walking, stretching, tapping, talking to a friend. The trouble with the very intelligent, fiery mind is it will lock you in on the arguments. But that's not really the issue. If we're resilient and grounded under those arguments, we can shrug them off. We can see them coming and we're not going to engage with them. It's when the mind's already really stirred up that those arguments are going to get to us. Just like in our relationships. Sometimes we have days with family members or whoever we're in relationship with where we can shrug them off and laugh. And sometimes we have days where we say, oh, wow, they really got to me today. They just got in a little crack and prized it open and now I feel really rough. Mm-hmm. So it's the same with our minds. We need to step back and look, how can I help my mind feel more resilient? How can I help it feel calm and steady? And again, a bit like a mum that's having a good day and they can say to their child, come on, let's go to the park. You need to move. Right. You need to move. You need to, you know, get some energy out of your body. We need to look, how can I direct myself to not be held hostage by these thoughts? Whatever we can do to challenge them, redirect. Again, it's a parental skill. If a, if a child's having a tantrum and they're having a really challenging day and you're feeling challenged by them, can you redirect them? Yeah. Can you redirect that energy and redirect them to some other activity where there's going to be more, more peace and that energy gets discharged in a less destructive way for all involved? It's the same in our mind. How can we discharge that energy? in a creative way, um, an occupying way, a studying something, yoga, something that's just going to help it come down and help us feel more grounded and more resilient. And eventually the day will come where the mind will throw up a horrific thought and you'll just say, okay, I'm not doing this today. Right. I'm going to do this. Well, and that's the other piece of that too, is you can catch yourself catastrophizing and stop and say, but what if something wonderful happens? What if something good comes out of this? What if this thing that I'm dreading doing, uh, perhaps it's people who are going back to work right now after the being, you know, working at home and getting comfortable in that environment, or somebody who's doing public speaking, or somebody who's going off to a new job, and there's so many different things where we can create this story and get ourselves so upside down and catastrophize it and just make it a complete nightmare. But you can also ask, but what if something good comes of it? What if something wonderful happens? What if there's a miracle here? What if, and sometimes that's just enough to take that one in us to, to 
get our mind a little off kilter, like what, what, <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? What if something wonderful happens? And it wouldn't be a, a complete conversation if we didn't bring up and remind everyone that you also have to be so incredibly vigilant about what you're allowing into your life, what you're inviting into your life, what media, what drama, entertainment, what are you letting in? Do you have energy vampires in your life? Those people who just need, 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 want, 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 and make you feel drained or that, that you let make you feel drained if, if there's boundary issues. What are you watching? I put on a, a new show and I didn't really know what it was about. I didn't watch the trailer, but there was an actress in it that I, I really like her. And I thought, oh, cool. I'm going to see what this is all about. It was the pilot. And I got halfway in and I had to turn it off because I had no idea where it was going to go when it went very dark. And I was done. And that was such a, a wonderful, sweet way to diffuse what could have happened with my thoughts if I had watched it, where I could have gone with my dreams, with, you know, I just, I'm not having it. And it felt like a big victory to just say, nah, nuts with that. I don't, I don't need to, need to do this. I'm not letting that in. And that it's okay to do that and to make those choices for yourself. It's actually more than okay. It's a beautiful, beautiful way to look after yourself, like you said, like, like a good parent would. Yeah. It's protective. It's boundaried up. It's self-respecting. We've recorded episodes where we talk about having a bouncer, a doorman in our mind that protects our mind, protects what we let in. And that's definitely a key part of self-care in Ayurvedic psychology is that we are boundaried. I was talking with a friend a couple of nights ago and she said that she'd been re-watching something, some costume drama, gentle old costume drama, like watching paint dry, except people are wearing cravats. <laughs> <laughs> and she said that she'd read that it's a very common thing for people to re-watch old gentle things when they're recovering from trauma because it's safe. There's no surprises. They know what's coming. Yeah. And uh, that's what came to mind when you were sharing your your new viewing and how it took a turn that wasn't comfortable for you. So yeah, we have to be very careful. Yeah, I'm just not I'm not having it because I know that on the days where I'm not feeling 100% myself that that kind of information could really cause me harm. Yeah, it does. I could take any of the stories that were that were being brought up and apply them to my own life, repeating loops of worry, and it's just not worth it. There's not a show that it's worth it. And I used to watch some pretty dark stuff. I mean, my goodness, Anxiety Slayer is based on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> but at least that was kind of campy, and you know, it's 20 years old now, but still. And yes, I would watch Buffy again. But uh, but yeah, we have, to, we have to do so. And we have to understand the nature of the mind. If you understand the nature of your mind, of the mind, you're going to be in so much better shape. We fear so many things. How many times have you feared the worst and things turned out just fine? 
While I was adding to the notes today, I found a quote from Mark Twain that I thought was quite fitting. And it goes like this. I've been through some terrible things in my life, some of which actually happened. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, oh, how fitting, because that's what, that's what we do. The mind is so easily disturbed. And when it's out of balance, it loves its primary job. It loves to disturb us. It knows exactly what to say, how to, how to unsettle us, and also the best moments to do it. And when you understand that this is the nature of the mind to, to bring those things up right at that time to, to trigger you, you can start to really protect yourself from all of its false authority, propaganda. And when the fear thoughts come, we can label them for what they are. They are thoughts. They are not facts. And this too shall pass, as we like to say. Yeah, and that's a really helpful tapping practice. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, just set yourself up with some EFT tapping, tapping on the side of your hand. Even though I have these awful thoughts, I'm open to the possibility that they're not facts, and I accept myself. Even though these thoughts are really scaring me, they're not facts, and I accept myself. And then just tap through the tapping points. Thoughts, not facts. Thoughts, not facts. It's whatever works for us, whatever helps just not allow those thoughts to take root in our mind and grow and spread, whatever helps us understand that these are thoughts, not facts, not truths, not predictions. Right. And whatever helps us feel grounded and stable, strong. Yeah. Thank you to our listener who sent in this question. You are not the only one with a, a runaway brain, and we hope that you found some support here. Thank you so much for listening. We're so glad that you come back to Anxiety Slayer every week. We'd love to share that we just created and uploaded a brand new micro course called Tapping to Ease the Pain of Loss. You can learn more about it at anxietyslayer.com or at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. And if you're a patron, this course is available to you in our top tier at Patreon. <laughs>